Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Well, folks, Antonio T. Smith Jr. is doing it again. He's done it again. Yes, he has giving away so much knowledge just to help you succeed, walk out of the middle class, become a multimillionaire. He is giving away his book just for you. The name of that book, The Richest Man in the Trash Can. You want to make sure you get this book. Here's why. If you are someone who is tired, frustrated, irritated, day-to-day schedule of waking up, going to work, going back home, going to sleep just to do it all over again, not being able to spend time with your family, you just got married, you just had kids, or you take care of your parents and you're not there to do it, this is the book for you. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, this book is free 99. Yes, you heard me, free 99. Okay? (laughs) All you want for free. Yes, free 99. All you have to do is just pay shipping and handling. That's it. $9.95 just to get your free book. This book is a life 
changer i'm trying to tell you guys everything in this book is what antonio taught myself in grace that enabled us to retire yes we are retired and we haven't even hit our 40s yet Woo! i'm just saying i got a few months to go don't worry about it Shh, don't nobody need to know that girl <laughs> you don't look it that's it go get it Go get it and walk yourself out of the middle class into the life you deserve. Walk yourself into abundance. Abundance is freedom and this book is your journey out. You can plant better. You can dominate. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to Let's Talk Tuesday. This is a coaching and training call brought to you by the ATSJR companies and its entire staff to learn more about us and what we do, visit our new and improved site at theatsjr.com. Tonight, I'm not going to talk long because I always want to hear what Shannon has to say. If you don't know Shannon, she is Dr. Shannon R. Clark. We speak these into existence, but she has already graduated from her PhD program, and we are so happy and grateful. Plug for Antonio's new book, for her and her presence and for her knowledge. Um, so without further ado, Shan Dr. Shannon Clark, take it away. Good evening, everyone. Thank you all for um, being on the call today. I appreciate your presence. I do not take your time or your presence for granted. I'm going to jump right in. 13 reasons why life is good. So a bit a bit of history uh, about where this topic came from. About a week ago, I had to go to a suicide training for my job. At the moment, I work as a um, counselor in a public school district. And they were doing a presentation on suicide, um, changing up our approach to it. And they were referencing, referencing the movie or the series that came out on Netflix entitled <clears throat> 13 Reasons Why. And it was said that it was kind of a, a show that sensationalized suicide. And it was a young lady who decided to tag her suicide to 13 people that she blamed for her ending her life. And then it went into showing her graphically um, taking her own life. And it was so not in tune and not even um, factual with where suicide is on today. You know, kids do this very much so in a private manner. Um, when a child takes their own life, they have done it. They, they're not telling 13 people that they did it. They're not blaming 13 people. 85% um, of kids that do kill themselves blame their parents. And so the show, it was sensationalizing suicide, but it wasn't sensationalizing it in a factual manner. And it made me think, if she can give 13 reasons why she's going to take her life, then I can certainly give you 13 reasons why life is good. And so that's where this topic came from on today, because I've been bombarded with um, school safety, kids taking their lives. This year, I've had three suicide cases that I've had to handle at the elementary school where children are telling me how they would take their lives and why they don't want to live anymore. And they're not even 10 yet. And so I want us and I wanted to bring it to our minds that life is good. And 
we do have reason to say that, to believe that, and to feel that, and we need to channel that down to the generation that's coming up under us. So number one, the number one reason that I, and these are not in any kind of hierarchical order. Number one isn't the supreme reason. It was just as they came to my mind, I listed them. So number one, <clears throat> life is good because roller coasters turned out to be fun. I am from Texas. I am from Galveston and I'm close to Houston. And so anybody that's from this area, anybody, most of you should know what Six Flags is. And so we had Astro World here. And I would go just about two to three times a year to this amusement park. But for about six to seven years, I would never ever get on a roller coaster because it looked scary. It, it, it appeared to be very scary. And so one time I was a teenager by this time. And one of my friends told me, Shannon, don't be afraid. Come on. Let's just ride the ride. It is scary, but it's also thrilling. So I get on there. I'm in tears. The conductor of the ride says, if you scream, it won't make your stomach feel so funny and you'll be okay. So long story short, to this day, I am not afraid of roller coasters, but the minute I sit down on a roller coaster and they lock me in before it even starts to, I'm screaming to the top of my lungs, I'm screaming, but it's because life is good and I know that it's fun, but in order for it to be fun for me, I have to scream when I take my seat. And so this brought me back to Antonio teaching me and teaching us that fear is not real. And we attach fear to experiences that we anticipate will hurt us, that we anticipate will harm us. But until we actually experience them, we don't know fear. It's just the make-believe thing that we place on things that we think we're afraid to experience. I love roller coasters now. I'll, I'll get on them. I'll scream. I'll, I'll be terrified. I'll go through the highs and lows. But that's number one. Number two, life is good because I allow others the enjoyment of their own lives. You live your life and enjoy it, and I'm going to allow you to do that. I'm not going to worry about what you're doing. I'm not going to dictate what you're doing. I'm not going to get frustrated by what you're doing because when I allow it, allowance also gives mobility. So as I allow you to live your life, I also allow you to live it away from me if it affects me in a negative way, if it doesn't serve me. I hope, I hope that that's clear. I hope that um, I'm stating that clear. I allow everyone to live their life. And if you living your life in any way affects me living my life, then your allowance will be mobile. And I won't have to move you because I allow you to live your life and I allow you to live it in the enjoyment of what you love to do. You will drift away from me. The reason why people stay in our circles and frustrate us and inhibit us from living our dreams is because we don't allow. We hold on and we try to withhold from them the things that they enjoy. If somebody enjoys plucking your nerves, they don't enjoy plucking your nerves. They enjoy plucking a nerve and you lend yours. 
you have to remove yourself from the equation and life will be good. Number three, life became good when I met me. We spend a lot of time living and being and existing outside of ourselves. When I found out that there was a source of me, that there was a Shannon that I thought I knew for a very long time, but I just recently met the core of who I am, life became real sweet because I realized I'm a pretty good person. I, I, I'm all right. I'm cool to hang out with. I'm cool to be around. I'm not negative. I'm not toxic. I'm not depressed. I'm not any of that. I'm me. And when I met that person, life became outstanding. But it came at the cost of work. I had to work to find myself. As long as you're living for other people, as long as you're more worried about what other people are doing other than yourself, as long as you're living and helping other people achieve their dreams and not doing anything for yourself, you are not, you're not serving you so you don't know you. And a lot of times we lack self-service because we lack self-knowledge. You can't serve who you don't know. We spend so much time serving and doing things for people that we feel we know when you don't even know yourself. And when you learn yourself, you figure out, hey, I don't want to serve you. I don't want to serve this or this isn't serving me. And then you have to resituate some things and you don't have to put your hands on the thing. When you get introduced to you, that's when the shifting and the drifting occurs. I ain't have to look at nobody and say, you, get away from me. This, get away from me. It's just the way the cards fail. Number four, um, life is good because gratitude. I, I can't put because of gratitude, because I'm grateful. It's the word. The word is a word. And when you learn to be grateful, and to exist in gratitude, to accept gratitude, to give it, to be grateful for everything. Like you literally wake up in the morning and you are grateful that you have another day. You, you, you actually make it to your destination and you are grateful that you are allowed to make it there. You up late at night in books, studying, writing, trying to figure stuff out. It's tough, but you're grateful. When you learn to be grateful in all things, life is good. Life is good. Does this mean that things don't happen around me that I don't particularly care for? No, that's not what that means. But it does mean that I'm still grateful. It does mean that I'm still grateful. Number five, life is good because I have a fence. We hear that phrase, if you're a person of faith, people will say, Jesus, be a fence around me. Well, that's good. I need Jesus to be a fence around me too. But I have a literal fence. I have a team of people that surround me, that support me, that make life good for me even when I have my head down, even when I'm burdened, even when I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? I see six pillars standing around me. Shannon, we got you. And it used to be, I got my mom, I got my dad, I got my brothers. But in essence, they all got their own stuff going on. 
I have a team where they, they their specific job is to allow me to do what I'm doing right now. And so every day is, hey, doc, how you doing? I got you. Hey, do you need anything? I got you. Hey, and it's not, it's words, but there's so much energy behind those words. And a real fence is energized to protect what's inside of it. Somebody build you a really good fence. I got a good fence around, around the pool at my house. Don't nothing come in that fence that ain't welcome because it's a good fence. And that's what I have around me in, in, in the form of people. And I appreciate it. And it's very necessary. Number six, <laughs> life is good because I let go. I let go of anything and anybody that no longer wanted to be held. You can't force anything to stay in your hands. And when you realize that and you realize the power in letting go, you realize the, the, the invigoration you get of releasing something from your fist, life will become a lot more enjoyable for you. You try to hold on to things because of reasons we'll get to later, but let go. And in order to let go, I'm going to go ahead and bump number 12 up. You got to break the rules. You got to stop believing people when they say marriage is for life. Marriage don't have to be for life if you realize you married the wrong person. You got to stop. We, we pick and choose what principles we want to live by based on what was imparted upon us by the people that raised us. You have to create your own rules. And in order to create your rules, you got to break their rules and not be afraid to do so. Because I told you before, fear ain't real. You know how many rules I've broken and I still have the same people around me that say, you know, that's cool. I, I like the way you did that thing right there. Or she ain't for me. Then move around. It's that simple. No hard feelings. You have to let go. And in order to let go, you have to break the rules. So now we're on number eight, okay? Number eight is I learned how to master my morning. Please get that. How you wake up is how you stay up. You have, you have to have a routine of waking up. I wake up in the morning and I am grateful for about five minutes. I am just grateful. I'm thanking God for everything. If I take a deep breath, when I sit up and I feel my body waking up, when I hear my baby say good morning, or I hear cartoons playing because he'd been up for an hour and didn't come wake me up to say, mommy, we still in the bed and it's daylight outside, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful. That's, that's how I spend my morning. And then I go and I love on my kids sometimes. Or he'll come in and he'll give me a kiss and a hug and say good morning. Those are staples in my morning. We pray. That's, that's, that's my morning. How you get up is how you'll stay up. So master your morning. If you can't master the beginning of your day, then that will explain a lot of occurrences in your life. Master your morning. All right, number 10 or number nine? Okay, thank you, Tim. Number nine, life is good because I learned how to avoid mediocrity. 
Mediocrity is comfortable, but it is not good. It is not good. When you think about your comfort zone, when you think about your comfort zone, life ain't good in your comfort zone. Life is comfortable and life is mediocre. And you're enjoying a settlement, not goodness. You have to enjoy, want to enjoy the goodness of life and not the settlement. See, settlement means that you're saying, I don't care what is to come. I'm going to take what's right now. I, I don't care what is to come. I'm going to settle for what's mediocre and what's right now. I avoid that. And that's why life is good for me. There is nothing easy or comfortable about my life right now. I'm a full-time mom, a full-time employee, a full-time student, and trying to be a full-time business owner. That's a lot on a plate. And talking to y'all on Tuesday. That's a lot on a plate. And I'm not alone because my fence got plates just like mine and even bigger. Everybody around me is better than me. I've never been able to say that in my life. I've always been top dog in all of my circles. In this one, I'm not. And life is good. Life is good. Uh, number 10, life is good because I'm mindful. Mindfulness matters. You have to step behind the waterfall and watch what's going on. Get from under the stream sometimes. Step back and look at what's going on around you and be mindful of it all. Life is good when you are mindful of what's going on. Mindfulness matters because it helps to put things in perspective for you. And nine times out of 10, what you're gonna look, what you're gonna see is you have a whole lot of fingers pointing at others and not enough fingers pointing at you. Because everything happening in your life is your fault. So all the fingers should be pointing at you. But when you're not mindful, oh, uh-uh, Shannon, you can't say that because he did this and she did that and they did this and they did that. And I'm gonna tell you again, it's your fault. And when you're mindful, then you can say, okay, let me see where I can take responsibility in this action and in this occurrence. Number 11, life became good when I realized that failure was a privilege. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have, if you have been honored to have the privilege of failing in life, you need to consider your life great. If you don't know failure, then you don't know good. Do you know how good it feels to fall and then get back up? Do you know how good it feels to take a chance on something only to have it not work and then you take another chance on something only to have it not work, but then 50 million not workings down the line, bingo, Yahtzee, it works? Do you know how privileged you were to have failed in order to experience that great victory? You can't know victory without failure. So failure is a privilege and life is good when you accept that and receive that and embrace that. Number 12, 11, 12, 12. All right. What would I do without Tempest? Number 12, 
Life is good. Life is great because I can have whatever I want. I can have whatever I want. Everything you have in your life right now, you have it because in one way or another, you wanted it and the universe said, your wish is my command. Now, if you have some, some malarkey in your life right now, then you need to trace back your steps and think about when you ask for it, if you have that kind of time. Girl like me, I'm going to accept that I know that I was willy foo fooing enough back in the day to where everything I got right now, I probably did bring it on myself. I don't excuse myself from anything because that's a waste of time to go back and say, well, no, this wasn't my fault. And no, that wasn't my fault. We can all trace back. Life becomes good when you allow it and move forward and realize from this day forward, I can have whatever I want. It's, it's a matter of a list. Writing a list of everything that you today want and then walking out there behaving in the manner that you have it. Walking out there allowing it to come to you. Life is good because I can have whatever I want. Number 13, life is good because I'm a survivor. I'm still here. Whatever it was that tried to take me out, whatever it was that didn't want me to be here, whatever, whoever it was that tried to break me, suppress me, didn't want me to come, I'm here. And I'm going to be here. Even in my years to come, I'm still going to be here. When they put me in the coffin, my name's still going to be great. Because I say so. And because I live so. And because I receive so, when you get that, when you get that, when you get all 13 of these things, you can have an assignment that is a week late and still some So that source allowed it to be so, and you know that you are a doctor today. The university say they got to wait three and a half years to give me the degree. I got the degree in my hand right now. Why? Because life is good and because I say so. That's all I got. I've enjoyed talking to y'all. I feel great energy from the people that's on the call today. I appreciate everybody that called in, even those of you that may not share verbally. I see all of you. I'm so glad that you're here. I hope that I've said something that has been helpful. You can tune in to a podcast soon. Every last one of these is an episode on the podcast that I will come. The name of the podcast is Life is Good with Shannon R. Clark. and um, I'm going to record that before I graduate. So these are episodes and I ask that you would support. And I thank Tony and Tempest for this platform. And I appreciate each and every one of you for being here. And we can open it up for Q&A or any tidbits, any piggybacking, anything anybody has to say. I'm open and willing to hear it and to share with you. Wait a minute. I couldn't even wait. Wait a minute. I don't never talk on these oh, calls. Lord. I'm going to talk today. Golly, what you say? 
I got some cuss words I can't even use for you right now. Oh, Lord. Man, hold up. This, this, uh, I have so much to say. I'm going to point out my favorite part because I wasn't ready for it. It was it was new for me. You referenced how your parents and your six pillars is the way you said it. And you made me realize that our family, in most cases, don't have the, the priority to make us a priority after a certain age. Three years old, four years old, 18, you know what? But after that, you got to go out and you got to do your own thing because that's my job. My job is to release you. And then you go find a new family that turns around and says, well, we're going to reverse this here. We're not going to release you. We're going to protect you. And you are our number one priority. I've never thought about that a day in my life, that that is what friends are for. That blessed me. That, that honestly blessed me because I have the best friends on planet Earth. That's all I've got to say. That was new information for me. Well, you know, I'm the one that be giving you new information, so I appreciate you admitting that. <laughs> no, but on the cool though, Tony, I really appreciate it because I wouldn't know it either if I hadn't met y'all. So thank you so, 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 so much. Hey, Doc. I will be listening to your podcast. The one thing that stuck out to me was how you said life is good because you mastered your mornings. That, thank you. Because I have not mastered my mornings. And I have seen <laughs> the harvest of not mastering my mornings. I definitely thank you for that one. Definitely, definitely. This was an amazing call. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Forgive me. I'm watching Metro run across the street to practice. And um, but I heard everything and mastering the mornings, Dion, I'm telling you that unlocked so much in my life. And it's something we have been hearing for years. But when you actually intentionally do that, and it started by me just saying, OK, I'm up. Be grateful. I'm up. Be grateful. And I'm just groggy. I'm like, oh, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for the slobber. Thank you for the snoring. Thank you for me being having the cough to wake myself up. Thank you for this backache. Thank you for this stretch. Oh, I got a Charlie horse in my foot. Thank you, Lord. Just being grateful. And you'll be amazed at just just that one little thing, what it'll do for you. So thank you for sharing that. I'm glad that that helped. And I'll be sending you great energy to master your morning. Uh, Dr. Clark, <clears throat> um, really at a loss for words here because that just floored me from beginning to end. That just literally floored me. Um, I'm lucky to not only be considered one of your pillars, but you said I was better than you. I don't know. We got, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm lucky and I'm grateful that you consider me as that. And you receive it. She wants you to receive I'm, it. I'm receiving it, Anthony. I'm receiving it in Jesus' name. But okay, well, here's what I really wanted to say the entire time. I was one of those kids that can get a whooping and I'll find a way to make me joke or laugh about the whooping, right? So the entire time you were whooping me, 
I found something to make me laugh. You don't say number. You say number. And that's so hilarious to me. Wait, wait a minute. Are you making fun of my dialect? <laughs> Are you laughing at the way that I say number? <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I think I said number the whole time. If I did say number, you better act like I said number. That's it. That's it. I'm I'm allowed. Where jazz at? You gonna get a spanking? <laughs> That's my Amy. I miss my Amy. A preacher lost for words, but you could talk about. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. You're my you. number. <laughs> this is why I love you. Great call, though. Great call. This is this was awesome. You literally. You know, we like to use the word drag within our mastermind. And I would say you did a little bit more than drag me. You snatched me into reality. You you snatched me. You didn't hold back. You didn't sugarcoat it. Nothing. You you snatched me back into reality to understand that I have to master the 13 so I can master the happiness of my life. Well, you are welcome. Um, Brian, thank you so much. I appreciate your comments. Um, Miss Miss PJ, yes, I do do um, suicide prevention counseling with my students. I have um, done it from the grade levels of second to fourth grade. I just saw your question in the chat. Um, just wanted to respond. Anybody else? Yes, I would like to. I got another question. Do you use these any of these principles you just listed with the children that you counsel as well? Oh yes, I use all of them. I use um, I use these. The life is good. I use um, different. I use middle school and high school students that I know that have the same characteristics: the loner characteristics, the awkwardness that's making these kids uncomfortable, kids that came from broken homes, kids that survived abuse. Um, I use these, these positivity statements with them. They write them, they have affirmation pages, they sign contracts with me. Yes, ma'am, I use, and it's amazing how much the kids understand it and can regurgitate it back to you. Their brains are so much fresher than ours. And so I, I have lunch with them every other day just because I enjoy talking to seven, eight, nine-year-olds more than <laughs> the upper the upper echelon of ages. But yes, that's, I do use, use this. That's what intrigues me. You know, I see a lot of that age group saying, you know, community functions, church s settings, and you can often tell which children are troubled, but you don't know sometimes how to engage them. Or if they do want to talk to, you know, to talk to them about something of substance beside the usual. So I'm just curious how they respond to that input, to your, to your affirmations with them. They love it. They come in and they're ready to write them. You know, Ms. Clark, when are we going to write that stuff again? <laughs> That's what they'll say until they learn affirmation. So it's, you have to know a little bit. I meet them on their level. Like I, I have them teach me something. Like I have to Google this DJ named Marshmallow. Because uh -huh. 
the DJ that these kids are super into. He wears white and he wears this mask. And I'm supposed to Google. They gave me songs that they like to listen to that make them feel better. And the lyrics to these songs are great. I do that part for them. And then they do affirmations with me. And it gives us a dialogue to talk about with me being on their level with the music that they listen to and the artists that they like and things like that. But they love the affirmations. They, and they, they love being spoken to like little adults because they understand. Okay, cool. Thank you very much for that. You're welcome. Yes. Um, I, I noticed it reaffirmed me what you say to do in the morning of thanking God. And one thing that, uh, He's an actor, he used to say, put your slippers underneath your bed. So you have to kneel down to get your slippers and also thank God for that day. And another thing that I heard from a, an admiral from the Navy, he was a Navy SEAL, he was a commander, he said, we may have problems during the day, but make your bed. They used to have to make their beds and tight. You may have a bad day, but you come back to a bed already made. And so just the, the thing is to have the best start of the day of thanking God. It doesn't matter. Thank him for your sheets. Thank him for your computer, your Wi-Fi, the pencil. And, you know, one thing was told to me once, you know, yeah, I can write a suicide note, but I'm thankful there's a racer to erase it. And uh, that was one of the big things I remembered about that. So there's a lot, you know, veterans go through suicide. There's 22 a day. And in college, we did a 22 push-up, one for each person. So one of the things as a Marine Corps vet, I was in for 20 years that I got my law of attraction and also my human services degree. I try to find veterans to help them. And with doing this public speaking and learning, you never stop learning. Jack, you are so right. And it's, it's funny you should mention it because I keep my slippers right there on under my bed. And that's one of the things I'm grateful for in the morning that I have slippers and I keep my room clean now, <laughs> now, but I keep my room clean now and I keep my bed clean. So no matter what kind of day that I have, when I get home, if my space is orderly and I can just go in there and it smells good and it looks good, that kind of puts a sealant on whatever, whatever clutter I had in my day going into that clean space just kind of starts me over it re rejuvenates me but 22 a day did y'all hear that 22 men and women that fight for us have fought for us come back home and don't want to live because we haven't set it up to where they can live like they come home to a clean room every day we got to do better 22 people a day 
my god thank you for sharing that that gives me something else to pray about to think about what can we do about you know antonio is a veteran you're a veteran we have other veterans and we do because of tony we do go over and beyond like remembering things but at the same time 22 a day my goodness thank you for sharing that i needed that eye opener as well thanks and thank you for your service oh you're welcome and i one thing i do still that some veterans even vietnam vets or i see the korean war vets is to thank them and they see my my hat the marine corps and they said, well, thank you. And I said, well, welcome. One thing, Vietnam veterans didn't get a welcome home. So what I do is I say, in addition to thank you for your service, welcome home. And so, there's a couple that said, wow, I don't hear that. And so something to brighten their day. And you know we're losing our older vets the last one was uh i forgot his name i think he was 117 years old or 107. he was a world war ii vet it seen uh president obama in the white house and uh so i saw him pass away and you think about it the veterans and the people helping the veterans uh the thing is to get with the veterans and to let them know that they are not alone some may not want to help some don't know how but uh i'm hoping to get back down to cherry point north carolina where i retired out of just to see what is what they're doing for the transition that's awesome jack thank you so much i'm glad you're here and thank you very much for your comments anybody else doctor hello hey shannon okay i got three can you hear me Okay, hey Michelle, and then I think I heard Grace. I thought I heard Talisha, and then I heard I thought I heard somebody else. So don't y'all go nowhere. Hey Michelle. Hey, How I'm not gonna take up too much. I'm good. First of all, um, I cannot wait for the podcast. I cannot wait for that. That is gonna be awesome. Um, I think one thing that I realized is as I'm sitting here listening to everybody comment. When I know this is that it is for me for me to receive, I get speech kind of speechless. So I'm kind of speechless at the moment. So I'm just taking everything that you said in, and I just want to let you know that I received everything, and I love you and thank you so much. I love you too, and thank you for receiving for a speaker for a presenter. That's probably the top the top accolade is that you could tell a person that has spoken to you or that has poured into you is that you receive it. And that's coming from a person that used to hit, hit prosperity away with a baseball bat. So being open <laughs> is awesome. And so thank you for that. I needed that. Well, I know that it was for me because I received, I was, I was speechless. I'm just taking it all in. 
So thank you, and hurry up and get that podcast out. You're welcome. I am. The universe moves in speed, and it's pushing me to just get it done. <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right. Was uh, Talisha, you still here? Oh, no. Who is 913? I saw your mic go away first. Whoever is 913-370, you have something to say? Your phone number in is 6803? Maybe not. All right, Talisha. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. Oh, no. Yeah, I can. I'm sorry. Hi. I'm sorry. I was talking. I didn't realize my phone was on mute. Oh, no, um, this is Michelle G. Hi, Michelle G. How are you? Um, um, okay. Um, um, forgive me for the way I sound right now, but I'm like Michelle. I I receive everything that you said. Um, I didn't get to hear the very first part, but I'm going back and listening to the very first part of it, but everything that I heard, I receive it, and I totally agree with you that how your morning starts determines how your day goes. Um, Because even just being out of it and having surgery and being in good spirit. When I got up that morning, I was in good spirits. And when I came to, my day was just, even though I, you know, despite the events, everything was just a good day. And starting with God being grateful, I think I can't do anything but thank him and be so grateful um, and you learn those things as you go through life because of different things that God takes you through, your different trials. And they're only to make us stronger and therefore are good. But at the same time, when we don't realize that and we don't accept it, we just look at it as everything is just all bad. And even, you know, sometimes we, I know for me, let me stop saying we, I know I sometimes I slip back and I still, I'm like, okay, I can't do this, that, that mindset, but I'm getting better at it. And I'm learning that the, the more, I focus on my dreams, my goals, the better everything goes for me. So thank you for everything you said. I greatly appreciated that. Well, Michelle, you are welcome. And I'm so glad that you are here. Gratitude is numero uno. we are naturally programmed to allow bad (laughs) and avoid good. And we weren't born programmed that way, but somewhere through us being raised and through our life experiences, 
we tend to allow the bad more than we do the good. And so when you tap on into being grateful and allowing good to come to you, then it is a speechless type of just awesome kind of experience um, to where pivotal circumstances don't have to trigger our gratitude. Like we don't have to lose a loved one. We don't have to almost get murdered in a, in a, in a, in a, in a drive by. We don't have to have a car accident to be grateful. Let me tell you this morning, I sat on the toilet and was grateful for toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you're grateful for just things that we take so for granted when you actually tap into gratitude, you know, and I appreciate your comments. I feel your energy. I feel like you are tapping into a higher form of yourself. And I don't know who your ambassador is. I don't know in what capacity you're with the company. I know that I've seen your name before, but I'm going to keep up with you because I feel like you're on the verge of some things. And so I want you to stay close to ATS. And I want you to every once in a while, just let, let me know how you're doing, what you have going on, because I, um, I expect, you know, big things to come from, from your name and from you. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. For thank you. And I will, um, Michelle Mueller is actually, um, her and Grace, um, and I do, I check in even with Antonio from time to time. I go through things with my health. However, I'm not letting that stop me from doing what I want to do and what where I want to be. And Antonio and uh, Bryant, you two will be happy to know that I finally was able to put the words on paper and started the book. Good for you. Hey, man. I'm bye, 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 y'all. <laughs> so that's awesome. So you called out all the names that, uh, all right, the universe has your back. I see you, Jack. You are, you are connected to all the right people. So I know I'll be hearing about you. So thank you so much for sharing. Miss Talisha. <laughs> Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Michelle. Go ahead. No, I was, I'm sorry. I was just going to say I did forget one person, and that's Tempest, because I do check in with Tempest from time to time as well. Oh, yeah. That'll get you in the gates of heaven right there. <laughs> Tempest is the angel. She's sent on earth from God. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. But that's good. You're connected to all the right people. So you keep doing what you're doing, and I'm ready for that book. It's going to help me. So go ahead and write it. Building Business Etiquette. Yes, ma'am. I would like to say, you know, I can't wait for your podcast. <laughs> when the first one, I'm going to beat Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to say... Everything you said stuck to me, and especially about um, waking up in the morning being grateful. That's something I started practicing um, a lot now. And every morning, this is going to sound weird, but every morning I put my hand over my chest 
and feel my heartbeat because the things I have tried to do to myself in the past has not been good. So every time I wake up and when my eyes open, I have to feel my heart to know that I'm still here. And once I feel that heartbeat, then I say thank you. Um, another thing I wanted to mention is you said being thankful for your failures and your your struggles. I That's something else I started. I'm starting to get better at. Um, because at first, when you look at failures, you just think, oh, it's a failure. It'll never get better. You know, you think all negative is still thinking in a positive way. And until you start looking at them and seeing the light, you know, of them, then you won't ever get past them. So for me, that was an eye-opener, and thank you so much. And one more thing I started doing when you said about the toilet, the toilet paper reminded me when I first started reading this uh, YouTube book, this lady who wrote a book about um, writing thank you, great gratitude letters to yourself. And so she says, write 10 of them each day. So I was like, how in the world I'm going to write 10 each I, I barely can say one. Like, are you serious? So once I got into doing it, I was just like, whoa, I'm, a, I'm grateful for a lot of things and stuff like what you said, the toilet paper is like one of the things that you, something so minute, you realize like, oh, wow, I'm very grateful for that. And then on top of that, not only, not only did she say, write 10 things you're grateful for, you had to tell why. So she went even deeper with it. So uh, I really appreciate this. This was a great call and can't wait to see your podcast open. Love you. Love you too. Thank you so much. If someone could type number 13 in the chat for Phil and Grace, I'm gonna, um, I think you were up to talk. Um, well, no, I think Phil has his mic undone. So Phil, if you, if you were gonna, um, go ahead and just ask, you can. Yeah. Uh, I wanted you to review just real quick, go down the list for the 13 very fast, but I, w I would like to make a suggestion that as human beings, we are actually programmed to be negative. It's called the reticular activating system. And, and we, we were hunter-gatherers a lot longer than we were farmers. When you put a child on a kitchen floor, what does a child find? Dirt, cat food, Cheerios. The child will recognize the pattern of the floor, and then the child's attention, the child's focus, will focus on what doesn't fit the pattern. Or you get a new car, you get a ding on the car. For the next two weeks, what do you look at? The ding. If it's on the passenger side, you walk around. Or if you get a little spot on your clothing. Ooh, I can't wear this clothing. It's got a spot. It's called the reticular activating system. And when we were hunter-gatherers, and we were hunter-gatherers all along, we were farmers. Our job was to look at the woods. If the woods would change, it could be food or we could be food. So we have to override our humanness and count our blessings. And that's what you pointed out with gratitude. If you don't have your health, does anything else matter? If the people we love don't have their health, does anything else matter? If you've lost hope or faith, does anything else matter? There's a French philosopher who says we're not human beings that have spiritual experiences. He says we're spiritual beings, and we're just currently having a human experience. And we live better than 95% of the kings that have ever walked on this planet. Access to food, access to clothing, access to transportation, access to entertainment, access to sanitation. If we put 95% of the kings that have ever walked on this planet into your life, we literally would improve the quality of their life. Thank you so much, Phil. You're absolutely correct. Thank you for that knowledge. 
I will go through all 13. I'm going to get grace and then I'll um, do it right before Tempest closes out um, the call. Friend. Doctor. Always a joy to hear you speak ever since we were kids. And every time I hear you, you get better and better. And when you talked about the, the first one, you talked about everybody on the call. <laughs> If you ever get a chance to meet Shannon, take her to an amusement park because it is the the absolute funnest thing to get on a roller coaster. You are not scared anymore because she is not lying when she says the first thing she does when she sit down and they lock us in, she starts screaming. So you you immediately you're not scared anymore. I was too busy laughing <laughs> because, <laughs> because she was busy screaming. I was like, wait, okay. <laughs> but I had so much fun that day. But Every everything you said was was really good, really good. You you nailed it from number one all the way to number thirteen. Uh, like everybody's been saying, life is good because of gratitude. If if you get gratitude down, you've got life down. Um, just being grateful makes everything good. And again, you just you amaze me every time you talk. So. Keep it up. Can't wait for the podcast. Looking forward to listening to it. And love you as always. Thank you. And if you did, Grace, did you write them down? Any of them? If, okay. if somebody wrote them down, what happened was I got down. I didn't have number 13 and I trusted that through energy I would get it. So if anybody has number 13, once I get to number 12, come in with number 13. But I'm going to list all 12 of them right now and hopefully i'll remember 13 when i get down to 13. okay so number one was and she is right the minute they lock me in the ride i scream roller coasters turned out to be okay okay <laughs> and that was um me hold on right quick y'all hey Shannon. I'm here. Hey, um, Shannon. Yes. PJ here. Sorry to interrupt you. Mm -hmm. Throw this on your list. 13 was um, what I put was I'm a survivor because I'm still. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. When I'm in a coffin, my name will still be good. I love that part. <laughs> yes. I love that part. That, um, that sounds like me. Yeah, and all that. Okay. Thank you. You're absolutely right. That is the one that, that I said. And now I'm going to list them 1 through 13. And hopefully nobody comes and scares me at my car window again. <laughs> um, okay, I'm writing down that one. All right, so here we go really quick. Thank you all for your time. Number one was um, <clears throat> roller coasters turned out to be okay because fear is not real. So number one, fear is not real. Number two, life is good because I allow others the enjoyment of their life. I allow everyone to be who they are. Number three, I met the real me. Number four, gratitude. Number five, I have a fence that is not my family, but they are my family. It's a mastermind team if you wanted to give it a more concrete name of what my fence is. Number six, 
life is good because I let go. I let go of anything that didn't want to be held or that wasn't holding me the way I needed to be held. Um, number seven, I mastered my morning. Number eight, I said yes to me. I might have skipped that one. Number nine, I avoid mediocrity. Number 10, I'm mindful because mindfulness matters. Number 11, failure is a privilege. Number 12, I broke the rules. And number 13, I'm a survivor. Survivor. And I hope I said number every time. <laughs> and I can definitely type those out. I'm sure we can get them to y'all if um, I can add some commentary to them. Too funny, little, too funny. Some little um, explicatives to them if, if need be. But like I said, every last one of those is a podcast episode. So you'll have about 15 to 20 minutes of expounding on each one of them because that's where I got my list from. I have 100 episodes written out in that 13 of the episodes. You missed one. Which one? I can have whatever I want. Oh, see, the energy gave me that one because I think it was one on here that I didn't do. And that is definitely, so it's 14. I can have whatever I want. We're not taking that one off because I can. And so can you, whatever you want. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate you. I appreciate all of you. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all for sticking with me. It's been an hour. Thank you for your time. I don't take that lightly because time is, of the essence when we're working on things that we want out of life. So thank you all for being here. Thank you, Tony and Tempest for this platform. Thank you for Deanna who actually switched with me last week was my week, but I could not present to you all. And she went out of turn and was ready. And from what I understand, she was awesome last week. And so I appreciate you Deanna for that. And I love each and every one of you. And I'm so glad that you're here because I couldn't do what I do and be who I am without each and every one of you. So thank you. We are one. Tempest, I'm done. I have nothing to add. Dr. Clark, you were amazing as always. I'm looking forward to your podcast as well. If you're watching us live right after this at... 7.15 Central Standard Time, 8.15 Eastern Time. Um, Antonio and I are doing a live interview with Jerome and Talisha. They have a podcast that just came out today called So Happy Series. It is based on the books that Antonio T. Smith Jr. is writing, starting with So Happy and Grateful. And we are interviewing them, introducing them to the world getting their name out there. So please lend us a few moments on Facebook and Make it watch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did you say? Make it 745. 7.45 Central Standard Time, 8.45 Eastern. Um, please lend us a few moments of your time. The interview will be well worth it, I promise. Um, watch it, support it. Please subscribe to that podcast as well. Um, thank you all so much for being here. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you again to Dr. Shannon Clark because her schedule is chaotic, but I'm grateful that she gives us an hour of her time on Tuesdays. And that's all I have. Do you have anything else to say, Shannon? Nope. I love y'all. You can plant better. You can dominate. Good night. You should really be famous for every tear you've ever cried, for everything that's ever happened to you. 
for all the abuse you've ever been through, for the divorce you've ever been through, you should absolutely be famous for that. Yeah, that's how I think. As a matter of fact, that's how most of us great motivational speakers or platform speakers, we are. I speak over 400 times a year. I command over $40,000 a keynote. $40,000 a keynote. I can make $30,000 in 30 minutes. All because my story was one of tragedy. And I've learned how to take it to one of great wealth. I want to teach you that. I want to give to you free, no risk, no charge, no credit card needed. Free 20 hours of how to get famous for telling your story. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plan better. You can dominate. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1% and they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now and they all wanna learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires, right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy for what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? 
So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family? My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything. And somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money. And now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy. I've homeschooled my own children. And I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually, for me, to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is, I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. 
To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, and you can kind of relate to this, it almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers, and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable, and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement, and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10X your retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I wanna send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom and I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost, I'll take the loss and all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plan better. You can dominate. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True, but it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter, and that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture.
And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.